Thank you all for joining us for another episode of Chicago Experience. I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Gabe Roth, who is the overseer of both Penrose and Daptone Records, a legend in the game, a legend within the city of Riverside, my home. And uh, just welcome, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you. And thanks, thank Steve. you for the hospitality, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me. And uh, great introduction. It's all true. No. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's, it's much, but thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. And like I said, man, thank you for your hospitality. We're here in uh, one of the Penrose studios. Um, and for, at least for myself, I, I just can't believe, I can't believe I get to be in a space where uh, so much magic has been made, so much music has been made, so much music that I respect and, and just feel is a, a great example of uh, quality music. You know what I mean? Thank you for saying so. Yeah, yeah. So um, to get started, man, uh, I kind of want you to see if we, uh, you know, if we can go back to that night in October with the Penrose Showcase um, right here in the city of Riverside, not too far from here. Um, it was two nights, you guys sold out for two nights. Mm -hmm. um, could you describe what that moment meant for you and the label? Oh man, that was that was huge. That was kind of the culmination of a lot of work, you know. Um, yeah. uh, it meant a lot to me on a lot of levels, but a big part of it was because it was in Riverside. It's my hometown, the Municipal Auditorium, you know, a building a block from my studio right in the center of town, you know, and it was a chance for Riverside and the Inland Empire to represent, you know, I think a lot of people from the outside were kind of like, well, why are you doing it in L.A. and who's going to drive all the way out there? It's uh -huh. like, man, no, we got to drive here. We're already here, you yeah. know. And, um, <laughs> man, it sold out so quick. It was yeah. like, I don't know how many tickets, 3,500 tickets or something over the couple of nights, which yeah. was, was pretty amazing, man, you know. But it was also the culmination of kind of a vision we had from the beginning with Penrose because, you know, the Penrose concept, like a lot of things, started right before the pandemic and kind of got the rug pulled out from under it. We had, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. yeah, we dropped the first 545s. It was the Sinceres, the Altons, Jason Joshua, um, uh, Los Yesterdays. Vicky Tafoya was, was, was the other one. So who am I skipping? I'm skipping somebody in there. I think it was five months. Uh, oh, that's yeah. the Sacred Souls. I didn't say Sacred Souls, yeah. Um, and Vicky Tafoya became six. But initially we had booked this tour you know, and we were gonna gonna do this whole West Coast tour with all the bands. We booked it, we started promoting it, we we're selling a lot of tickets, and we we're excited about going out there kinda as this family of musicians and going out as this whole Penrose Review, launching the label, launching the records and stuff. And um, actually, uh, one of the first shows was supposed to be in this building right here in Riverside. Mm -hmm. um, so wow. we were, we're, yeah, we we're excited about building. that in this building oh, and wow. in a big room downstairs, you know, in, this, in a big hall that's downstairs. Right. And we'd kind of booked that tour also, like where it was like, hey, let's, you know, let's not play San Francisco, let's go play Oakland, you know, let's play, oh, okay. let's play Santa Ana, you know, I mean, let's play Riverside, like, let's not hit West Hollywood, you know, I mean, right. let's, let's hit these kind of, hit these off markets where it's like, people are really showing love and like, kind of, you know, stay, stay a little bit, you know, kind of respect the kind of the underground yeah. vibe of the whole, to, like, yeah, and just kind of the way that this kind of Soldies Renaissance is, is, is going off right now, like, really kind of like, um, stay in touch with the people that are, that are, are supporting that, you know, yeah. and, um, so it was a big deal, and then you know, of course, got canceled yeah. with with the with, with COVID the the pandemic and stuff. It was supposed to be, I believe, it was like March of twenty twenty. Oh, I mean, okay, we yeah. all it was it was like down to the final weeks when we had to pull the plug like everybody else. You know, at the yeah. time we were like, oh, we'll reschedule for next month. You know, like and yeah. and it kind of went on and on, and, and eventually we were able to do some reviews and stuff. But this this one we did the municipal auditorium was the first time we were able to get everybody there and really do it the way we wanted to do it and have everybody on stage and do encores together and That's you know have our merch game tight so people could buy stuff and take pictures and it was uh, it was it was really a celebration it was kind of a really culmination of something big you know yeah. and um, it's cool for me too because I think Penrose to me is very different from Daptone like Daptone really came out of me and my homies making our own records and like man you know, 
fuck a record label. We'll do it ourselves. You know, it came out of that mentality of we're just going to put our own Love stuff that. out. Love and um, it's, you know, it started out real scrappy. And eventually, we were able to build it into a legitimate business and a you know a kind of a little empire, you know, yeah. and, and have a you know still underground, but still kind of have a global reputation and have the resources to really get behind artists right. and you know with Sharon Jones and Charles Bradley and stuff, do some bigger things, you know. Yeah. Um, but with Penrose, it's very different because to me, Penrose was you know initially it was kind of a small idea. Mm-hmm. I was kind of telling the folks at Daptone like. You know, there's this little scene going off out here, and there's a couple mm. little bands that are sounding pretty good. And like, I don't really yeah. know whether they're ready to, you know, sign some big record contract with Daptone and do this whole other thing. But locally, yeah. I'd like to support them and figure out a way to help some of these guys record and put records out. You know, yeah. I got a recording studio. We have distribution. We have promotion. Like, we have the infrastructure at Daptone, the tools. Yeah. Um, and if I was, you know, I, I was in the position some of these bands were in, you know, 25 years ago, and I didn't really have somebody to provide that, so I had to beg, borrow, and steal to try to scrap it up. And I was like, man, I'm in this position now, yeah. where it's like I put my records out, I kind of done my thing, but this is an opportunity for me to kind of give forward and give back, and 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 kind of help out help out these bands. Yeah. And um, is a bit is very different for me because I feel like the Penrose thing is even though I have not that I don't have some kind of vision with it, some direction and. And some, I steer the helm in a certain way, yeah. but really the music is is not my music; it's their music. It's these artists' right. music. You know, it, it comes from the Sacred Souls and, and the Altons and Los Yesterdays right. and, and Vicky Tafoya and all these all these groups and, and Joey Quinones and the, you know the Sincere's. Everybody, you know, and now the Escapers. There's more groups coming coming into yeah. the fold, but there's a scene that was already here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I'm just trying to build off that, try yeah. to amplify that. Give them what they, you know, help them with whatever they need. If they need help in the studio, if they need help with, you know, some arranging thing, or how do I get strings on my record, or, or you know, recording, giving them the resources to record, pressing yeah. records, you know, trying to plug in things for them, you know. And um, I mean, it's not like a, you know, I don't want to pretend it's like a nonprofit, like you know, yeah, yeah, Daptone's yeah. still running, you know, <laughs> running the thing. It's a record business, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, of but course. we, but you know, just like with Daptone, we try to be, try to be fair and transparent with the artists, and try to support them as best we can. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's cool for me because I feel like Penrose is really kind of blown up and blossomed, yeah. you know. And all these all these acts are contributing to it, and I think they're all enjoying the camaraderie of it and kind of, you know. So it, it is yeah. a it is it, it is there. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that night to me was like a real culmination of that whole idea. You know, uh-huh. it was it was their music, but it was all brought together and amplified to a level where they were able to sell that many tickets mm-hmm. and really blow it out. And it was at Riverside, so it's cool, man. That's time now. And we did a show with Sharon Jones mm-hmm. at the Municipal Auditorium. Really? Um, yeah, I, I don't know what year it was, maybe 2014 maybe. Uh-huh. And um, we put together... 2014, man, okay. Something like that. Yeah. It was it was a while back, but we we uh, we put together a, a workshop for kids where we brought in kids from all the schools in Riverside. Like That's dope. elementary school, you know, going through high school. And we did stuff on the radio and reached out to the schools. And we brought it, I can't remember what it was, four or five hundred kids or something in there. Jeez. Um, into the municipal auditorium in the afternoon. Yeah. And the band did a workshop with them where we did rhythms and we did music and they asked questions and they came on stage and we did all these music games and stuff with and everybody, you know, I told Sharon, I was like, That's Oh, you know, you don't you don't have to do it rest for the show, but she wanted to do it. Everybody wanted to do it. Yeah. So the whole band, you know, we came down here to the studio and huddled up and made a plan, went down there and did this whole workshop for like all these Riverside students and stuff. So it was 
I already had a, cool. I already had this really cool positive connection to that room, to the municipal auditorium, you yeah. know? And I just love it. It's perfect for something like that. It's old school. It's got a big wooden open mm -hmm. dance floor, but also has yeah. seats and balconies for people who want to enjoy the show that way. That's you know? right. And you had some, uh, you had some folks who were like, you know, like OGs, oh, some old timers and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. they want to sit down. You know, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That was a great man. That was a great show. I went to yeah. the Sunday night show, man. I loved it, bro. Yeah. And that's when we met. So you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was great for me as you know, uh, you know, a kid seeing yeah. that, and obviously coming from the city, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it is still okay, good. And uh, you know, you kind of answered one of my questions, which is kind of the difference between like that that Brooklyn perspective of Daptones, and mm -hmm. then you know the West Coast perspective of here at Penrose. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, yeah. I'd say there's definitely like, you know, musical aesthetic, stylistic differences. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, Penrose is coming from this kind of sweet soul tradition yeah. and the soldies tradition, and kind of like a certain relevance to 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 the way to way soul music's experienced out here. You yeah. know what I mean. And and yeah. Daptone, you know, coming out of, you know, coming out of Desco in the late '90s mm -hmm. and stuff, like originated out of this kind of raw, yeah, funk, like you know, almost like on some breakdancer stuff. Like, yeah, kind of came out of that yeah. and embraced Afro funk and Afro beat uh -huh. and gospel music, and a lot of like real raw, the more raw side of soul. Yes. You know what I mean? And we had a lot of older singers. You know, like, you know, we're dealing with Sharon Jones uh -huh. and Charles Bradley and and you know. But also Naomi Shelton and Sonnet Star and Lee Fields and yeah, people that were locked into the old school kind of gospel roots, mm -hmm. raw side of soul music, man, that was kind of the meat and potatoes. There has been the meat and potatoes adapter, even though we you know, branched out into Rocksteady and with the Frighteners and different yeah. things and over the years, that was kind of the meat and potatoes of, of the of yes. Daptone has always been, you know, soul music. And you know, to us it's never been about like kind of the genres of it. It's always about the intention behind it because you yeah. know the I always felt like the philosophy adaptone has always been very punk rock like right. the music is yeah. not stylistically yeah. punk rock we're not doing hardcore music right but the philosophy is it's like we're 100% independent we're not using we're not going through major labels major distribution we're doing it ourselves we're doing it our own way yeah. we're not chasing some kind of weird radio market pop thing it's like we're doing what, what we do and people respect us because we stay true to ourselves yeah. and we respect them we don't pander. We try to make the music, you know, try to make the music right and and be good to people and just be good people. And doing that first, I think, has always been, you know, very strong at the center of our business in the studio, in the office, all the way top to bottom. Yeah. So I think Penrose shares that and comes out of that DNA and is part of that same company and family and infrastructure. And that's the thing that goes top to bottom is like the music has to be honest. Yeah. You know, the marketing, everything has to be has to be honest and true. You know what I mean? So I think that yeah. they have in common, but stylistically, Penrose is very different because it's this younger generation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's these young kids. Like when I first started making records, you know, none of these, a lot of these kids weren't even born. You know what right. I mean? Like right. I started making records like '96. You know, that's right. Um, and um, yeah, so it's 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 a whole new generation. You know, so it's yeah. it's interesting. There's there's connections there, but yeah, it's definitely different. It's definitely different. The aesthetic yeah. is different. You know the. Um, it's also different for me having um, these real independent artists where they're, you know, all these bands would be bands. If, if yeah. they never met me, they would be bands. They would be making records. They'd be touring. Whereas yeah. Daptone was a lot of stuff that we kind of created together. You know wow. what I mean? Like my partner, Neil, had the Sugarman 3. I had, mm -hmm. you know, the Soul Providers and the Dap Kings. And, you know, it was all kind of our own family making records. And we would, and then 
he would split off to the side and it's like, oh, Tommy's going to do the Menhan Street Band or, you know, the Budos Band or Auntie Balas, but it was all coming out of the same family of guys just trying to, like, make cool music together and, yeah. you know, and, and put it out. And then later we started to embrace, you know, James Hunter and other artists that we were really signing. Yeah. But it Crazy, initiated huh? just us, you know. Penrose is totally artists coming in, you know, bringing yeah. artists in, you know. So it's You kind of meet thing. them where they're at. You, you yeah. Yeah, I mean, with that, and then we try to find what we have in common musically, like, mm. You know, they may love all this, and I may love all this, <laughs> but there's this part here that we both love, and that's what we try to focus on. And that's, it's, cool, that's been interesting for me, too, because I think um, some of the artists, it's it's more obvious. Like, to me, like, uh, the Sacred Souls are kind of, like, right yeah. in the middle of stuff that, you know, they're, what they're going for is something that, like, the Dapto crew has always kind of loved that sound. Been to right. the, you know, we're a bunch of record collectors. Everybody's been into that kind of deep soul sound. But then you have somebody like Vicky Tafoya. Mm -hmm. It's coming from a lot of places, you know what I mean? She's yeah. into into all this, um, uh, you know, Ronette stuff and girl group mm, stuff yeah. and um, rockabilly kind of stuff. Yeah, and she right. had the Vengeance and they're into doo-wop stuff and early 50s stuff and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But there's this kind of crossover where she's also into like Little Willie John. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's certain records that like kind of are my favorite records and her favorite records. Oh, and we kind of, so we're like, it's really fun with them, like kind of musically going through stuff and kind of find that spot in the middle, you know, or the Altons right. also have like, you know, they kind of have this whole other side to them that's kind of like this almost alternative rock, more bluesy rock kind of side, right. which is not really, yeah. it, you know, it's not really where I'm coming from, but it's cool as part of who they are, you know what I mean? But they also have this other side doing these, these kind of sweet soul duets and these really beautiful songs that they're writing that yeah. to me is... When I started hearing them do that, I was like, yo, that's a whole nother level. Like, if you want to get into that, like, I'll back that, you know what I mean? Right. So we kind of finding, we're kind of finding where we meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully making records that, that we're all proud of, you know? That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, when you were talking about, like, dab tones and, like, I, the raw side of soul. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. something that I, I don't think I was understanding until, like, yeah, mm -hmm. until your label kind of put it all together, man. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was watching the show, it's crazy because you, um, you're like in the back, you're like in a lot of the sets. You're like, you were like in most of the sets of the, the municipal auditorium. So. I mean, I might sneak in and shake yeah. a drunken tambourine, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, um, what I kind of got from it is that like, you kind of have like a fatherly role when it comes to these artists, especially now that they're younger. Um, do you feel like that or how do you feel like you approach them, like seeing them? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go as far as fatherly, maybe uncle yeah. kind of vibe, but yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I, 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 I'm not going to pretend that I know their experiences, mm -hmm. um, and I've done it before, but yeah. I've done something similar before, you know what I mean? Like, I was in a, in a scrappy band that worked my way up, and, and I've been trying to make soul records for, you know, t 25 years, you know? So yeah. I think, like, um, I, I do feel like I, I do feel like I try to look out for those guys and, and, and help help out wherever I can and and, um, and support them. You know what I mean? So right. I think fatherly would probably be going too far. You know? <laughs> right I don't want to get Oedipal with it. You to, know, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, you know, I'm probably yeah, and I'm also it's it's weird too because you know coming up I was always a young blood. You know what I mean? Right. I was working with yeah. dudes like Cliff Driver and you know even Sharon was you know most most of the, Artists I was working yeah. with were much older than me. I was always the young, the young dude in the world, like, this, what's his kid know? What's his kid know? You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And now it's like I blink my eyes, and all of a sudden, like, these Crazy. kids come in here, and I'm, you know, they're not as old as my socks, you know what I mean? They're, <laughs> young, they're, young, they're young to me, you know what I mean? Right, right. And, um, yeah. and they have a whole different world, you know. And there's a lot, the other thing that's real different, too, is, um, like, social media and all yeah. that. They have a whole different way of relating 
uh, and communicating with with their fans mm -hmm. and 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 their audience. You know what I mean? That right. that I'm kind of out of touch with. Like I never got on social media. I was just like, man, I just don't have the bandwidth for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, I got the phone number of anybody I want to talk to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm cool. You know. So it's 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 um you know there's a lot of that stuff. I just have to kind of defer to them. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. we have people at Daptone that are hip to that stuff and marketing and stuff, but. You know, there's parts of that stuff that I don't understand. I don't. I don't try to understand. And that way, I am kind of like the old, <laughs> almost a grandfather. Kind of just like, all right, if you say so. But where we, where we, I think where we get along real good is just mutual respect and this kind of idea that like, yo, we're gonna make a great record. We're not gonna make a lot of records. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna make good records. We're just gonna make great records. And if we make a record that's not great, we're gonna put it on the shelf. You right. know what I mean? And we're just gonna keep working on it. And we're gonna do it over and over until it's right. You know. Right. And I think that. Though that can be frustrating, I think for artists because it takes a long time to get a record out. It's hard to get a record out, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you finally do, I think everybody enjoys enjoys that. And, you know, they're proud yeah. of it. You know. Yeah. Well, you guys, man, you guys are putting out so much good stuff, and lots of coming out right now too, man. Um, and we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that right now. Um, I want to say, like, what is your? Um, do you think you have like a leadership style when it comes to this? Like, what is your leadership style when it comes to band dynamics? And uh, you're dealing with all these personalities. Yeah. Now, I know you're not managing them necessarily, but yeah, how but do you get I, that all together? I would say, I mean, from doing this for a lot of years, I mean, it's kind of like a, a, one of the things I learned the most, like as a producer and somebody that's in charge of trying to get different personalities to kind of get the best out of them and get them to feel good and go the right direction and stuff. A lot of it is not what you do, it's what you don't do. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like oh. a lot of it to me is like getting out of the way. And different, and you have to know, you know, you have to listen to people and kind of pay attention to them and feel their dynamic. And there's some people that want, that need encouragement. Some people, straight up, like being yelled at, not yelled mm, at, but you know, yeah. some people want to be told like, that was flat, do it again. Like they don't want to mess around with like mind games. They just want to know right, yeah. what they need to do to get their thing done, and they can take it. They got thick skin. Other uh -huh. people, a lot of, especially young musicians and young right. singers, like they don't necessarily have that confidence. Uh -huh. So they're always kind of fighting themselves a little bit and playing these games in their own mind about, am I good, am I not good, do I sound good, does it not sound good, you know, like, right. they're in that, and you kind of have to respect that, sometimes you got to give that space, you know what I mean, and you have to know, like, a lot of times, like I said, just get just getting out of people's way, or telling somebody something in the right way, or like, sometimes I find, like, somebody's kind of going the wrong direction, Yeah. but if you just let them go for a minute, they'll find their way back. Right, right. And wow, if, wow. They, if they find their way back themselves, then it's something that they're that they come out of it feeling like they have rightfully control of the situation. They're the right. ones that are steering where they're going. You know what I mean? And they and they figured it out themselves and they got there. Yeah. So a lot of times somebody goes like this, and the intention. I sit here a lot of times in the control room. Somebody's doing something yeah. that ain't cool, right. and everybody in here's like, "What well, Thomas? You know, they're singing flat, or it's too fast, or you know, that, that change is corny, or whatever it is." And they're all yelling. I'm just like, "Just chill," you know. And I say, and they say, how's that sound? I say, it sounds great. You want to listen to it, you know? And they'll come back in, and they'll sit here, and they'll listen to it, and they'll be like, "Man, I think I was singing flat." Or that change is corny. <laughs> right. And they'll come to it themselves, right? Yeah. And we got to the same place, and maybe it took an extra couple of minutes, yeah. but their mind is in a different place. You know, what I mean, they're wow. in a situation of of control of their music and of their art, and and they're finding it. And a lot of times, I'm wrong too. Like a lot of times, they're going left, and I'm like, "These dumb motherfuckers. They need to be going right." Right. Right. You know what I mean. And but I'll keep my mouth shut and let them take that journey. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? They're right. That's way better. Uh -huh. Like I thought it needed to go here, but they went there, and that's way better than what I had in my mind. You know what I mean? Thing. So it's like I think like when I was younger, I was I would I was a little bit more. Um, I'd be more outspoken, mm -hmm. in some ways more controlling and more um, uh, 
quick to be like, no, 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 we're all going this way. You need to play this. You need to play that. This is where this is what we're trying to do. No, you're, that ain't right. That's corny. Don't do that. Let's go. You know what I mean? And I wasn't. You know, I, I always try to make people feel good, but I don't. I think I. I think, and part of it, like I said, is is also different because. Penrose, I, I feel like I take I take more of a role of like, hey, ma- let me help you do your thing, as opposed to this is my thing. Like with the Dap Kings, you know, every, it was everybody's band, but I was the band leader. You know, what I mean, right. it was my job to be like, make shit happen. So it was like, I took I think I took a stronger role musically in that band as far as like, yo, like things are going on, like let me make a call, let me make a call, you know, make things happen. Right. So now I feel like depending on the artist, I I take I think I take more time, I think I listen more. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing to your point is that. I don't come into it with any idea of I know how to do this. I'm gonna tell you how to do this because everybody's different. Every artist is different. Every group dynamic is different. Yeah. You know, every song is different. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of it is like listening and not trying to get hung up on some idea that I know what I'm doing. You know, like right. oh well, I know how to get a drum sound or I know how to you know, arrange this or something. It's like I I learned a lot of stuff from from making a lot of records and I try to bring that and offer things up, but. Man, I learn stuff every day in here, man. And these artists bring stuff that I never would have thought of, you know. So I think a lot, a lot of it is just kind of like, you know, like like everything, man. Just tr- like listening. And sometimes somebody told me, my friend Jordan McLean told me years ago, like, don't don't let what you're expecting to happen get in the way of what's already happening. Yeah. And it's That's it's something cool, I man. it's That's something really I think cool. about a lot because a lot of times like we'll go into session and I'll have an idea in my head about how things are going to come together and how it's going to sound and who needs to play what. And somebody takes it another way, and I got it. I got to make sure I don't. I don't step on something that's something could be going to some really cool that I didn't think about. And I got to make sure I don't step on that because I'm so hung up on it has to go this other yeah. way. You know. So. That's cool, man. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. What do you call it? Um. Uh, I guess that takes a lot of um, uh, growth or whatever over time, right? It's not like something you knew out the gate, right? Yeah. Yeah. It took me yeah. took me a long time to figure that out. I mean. It's not that complicated. I mean, it's like a lot of things in, in life, man. Like if you just shut up and listen, a lot of times you actually can, can accomplish more than, right. you know what I mean, if you're trying to like drive stuff all the time, you know. Right.